Happy hump day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always in a hoodie, but unfortunately not a Betsperts hoodie, Mr. Andy Molitor. He was showing off his hood there in his very nice sweatshirt. How are you today, sir? Yeah, I noticed the strings were like down to my belt, and it was because my hood was all (laughs) scrunched up, so that's why you saw Uh, me choking myself out with a string management. String management. Yeah, I'm fine. It's a nice hump day. Still just kind of in this weird spot where we we don't have you know, at the beginning of the NFL or the college football season, you have a few weekday games. They take that away from you and then they give it back. And you get the maction and you get the fun belt and you get stuff like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then it, it kind of peters off. But then you have feast week and you have all this game day, like daytime action. And now here we are. It, it's it's a weird weird to say that we're in like a doldrum but we kind of are it's pre-bowl season it's you know the nfl i guess at least we still have thursday night that's not too much longer for this world anyway the thursday night games don't last forever so a bit of a you end up with these weird mid-season what the hell should i bet besides basketball and luckily we're here for you because alex has some tennis i dip my toes back into the champions league again as we continue on Week game day six of the the other half of the Champions League teams will all play their final game today, and I say effort. Let's just hop right into it. Um, my Knicks census was a winner, despite getting like what four points of negative CLV. Doesn't matter. Bet bet the Knicks didn't care, which also you did too, but again for different reasons. Yours were through analysis, handicapping. Mine was <laughs> other people like the Knicks. I could bet something, so. Good for us. We, yeah, we both want to know in the NBA. It was a funky night. I, had, I played that. The Nets game, you know, I said it was kind of like a little bit of a bummer overall, like basketball before we started. But the Nets game, I guess, was fun. The comeback was interesting. I don't know if it was really fun. But we got more basketball tonight. It's a really big slate, um, again, because we only had three games last night. Um, I'm too lazy to count, but it looks like we're well over a dozen games tonight. Three picks for me so far, a handful of other things I kind of have circled. Again, make sure you follow me on Betsberts at Alex Christensen, no space. You'll get all that stuff there. But we'll start with a few things, again, that I already bet this morning. It looks like they're still out there. The Detroit Pistons plus six. Looks like this has moved down to five. That's fine, too. Um, was able to get a six, six and a half earlier today. Um, like the Pistons are hosting a Washington Wizards team that has really struggled with any kind of a rhythm with all the injuries, different players coming in and out. You know, Davis Bertans is kind of back to be out yet. They still haven't gotten their center, Thomas, Thomas Bryant, yet. The Pistons, a young team that, again, still very bad. This is a bad basketball team, but they're starting to put it together. Kate Cunningham is getting more and more comfortable. Um, some of their rotations are getting better. I just think this is a nice spot here to fade a Wizards team that's in a little bit of a tough schedule spot. Um, again, has been struggling to kind of find themselves on a Pistons team against a Pistons team that's at home getting six points here. Again, five is fine. I have this about a three-point game myself. Again, just a tough spot for the Wizards here. So like the Pistons plus five or better. The Milwaukee Bucks, Andy, there's nothing better than instant negative CLV. Was poking around, saw most places had the Bucks here. Um, minus seven. Um, unfortunately, Bookmaker then immediately opened a few minutes later around minus five and a half, and the entire world went to six. Um, so I like the Bucks at minus seven. I like them at six, obviously, then. It just looks like one of these spots, and, and I will be honest, this line is a little bit sketchy. The Heat are at home. They are missing Bam out of bio. 
they're missing Jimmy Butler here. So, you know, I start to look at this number and I'm going to take the bait. Again, I generally don't believe the trap lines exist. This looks like a perfect spot for the Bucks to get kind of a big calendar win for them. Um, you know, beating the Heat's important. They know that might matter and tiebreakers come later in the season in terms of conference seating and things like that. So I think this will be a great game for them. They've got a little bit of a break and then they go to Houston. So if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, I don't think you were out partying last night in Miami. I think you're going to win this game, go out Miami, run it all over, go to Houston, do the whole thing. It should be a great two days, if you will. But again, as I look at this game without Bam Adebayo, without Jimmy Butler, I have the Bucks like nine, almost 10 point favorites here. I, I just think this is a great spot for them. Everyone healthy. They should really just annihilate this Miami Heat team. And then the Thunder under a bet we've made a bunch of times and we'll continue to Thunder under uh, the team total there. I've seen 101 and a half, 101, 100 and a half. They're all fine. Um, I think this is going to be a really ugly game. They go up to Toronto to play the Raptors. SGA is back, which you know makes the offense a little bit better, but the pace continues to be very slow. They've been a, a bad team all year offensively. I'm happy to play slow games. Again, playing a Raptors team that is very defensively qualified, a lot of good guys there matchup-wise. So I think we're going to see kind of a slow, plotting game. Happy to take the Thunder under, you know, again, a team that struggled to score 100 points all year. They can score 101 and we still cash here. So uh, Thunder, team total under, we'll go 100.1 or lower. So uh, even if they get to 100, we're fine. I like a team total. Those are the ones I like the most, betting yours. I was uh, I was tempted by a team total last night. I looked at, while I was going to bet, I almost bet Syracuse team total over. And they came out of the gates like their hair on fire and scored like a bunch. It was 69.5 when I looked at it pregame. It was like 76.5 like that. And I'm like, I missed it. I don't want any part of that. They scored like 50 points, man. Like they just completely whiffed on that. I saw a lot of people betting Syracuse yesterday, and I looked at the score as I went to sleep. I'm like, oh, good for them. Never close. Like Nova, no, you're you're your Nova. I'm gonna say it, even though you don't like them. You're from there. I'm gonna call it your they're, Nova Wildcats. I like the coach. I just don't like the perception that they're a Philadelphia basketball team when it's about a 30 minute drive from Villanova um, to anywhere that you would consider Philadelphia. At least a 15 minute drive to city limits. I'd say I'm going to say Philadelphia proper. I'll call it that. The greater I swear Philadelphia to God, area. One time, I swear to God, I saw Jay Wright at a hoo hot here in town, and it was during um, who is it? Matthew Hurt. He uh, he ended up playing for Duke. We had somebody in town who was getting scouted by some of the big, big ones. So I'm pretty sure I have run into Jay Wright at a hoo hot. I didn't want to say hi to him though. He was busy getting his bowls ready for uh, his next round. Do they have those there? The Mongolian grills? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you put all your food in the bowl and they cook it for you. I digress. And yes, as Dan's talking to in the <laughs> chat, Pickett may sit. So if you have a Michigan State plus three, you might as well bet that it's off the board at some places. Um, college basketball three and three yesterday. It was a lot better until the last games happened. Um, I might have to rethink how I'm doing my sides. Sides haven't been good, but I was. Pretty sure I was up against Rass on both of them, which is not a good way to start your day. 
and uh, just a bunch of totals today. I'm going to double check into my sides. I had a couple that were close. I'm going to wait like to see this. if there's movement. I will bet later, but yes, yeah, so very heavy on the sides I today. Like Excuse me, heavy on the totals today, starting with the Peacocks of Jersey City. Apologies if you live in New Jersey. You'd have to bet this on an offshore. You can't bet it there. But this one I am taking under 133. Some of these have moved. One of those moved against me. But between the time I posted on BetSperts and uh, when I was putting it in the, the show notes here, but Peacocks are just a horrid, horrid offense, despite having some decent pace. And St. Francis, New York, not St. Francis, PA, um, pretty much in that same boat. I have this a lot lower than 133. Coppin State, not too far from you. Um, Baltimore, yeah. I don't know how far is Baltimore. Home of Natty Bowes and the Wire. Two hours. Yeah, they're taking on GW. This one's, again, this one's a little high for me. And I think this is pretty much based off uh, pace. They both are pretty fast-paced teams, but both just horrible shooting teams. I don't think we're going to spin, unless they just get hot. I don't think the pace is going to be indicative of uh, a high-scoring game. I have this lower, so under 145 in Coppin State. Fresno over 128. Fresno takes on San Fran. If you like mid-major ball you should watch this game this is gonna be pretty good fresno's decent but san francisco is good like san francisco is like hey this team might get ranked good this is a fun team out in the west coast conference i don't think they can hang with gonzaga but it's fun when you have a few of these uh you know some of these teams that are gonna be you know, decent now that St. Mary's St. Mary's is always there, but having two or three other teams that aren't just horrible in the West coast conference is probably good for Gonzaga in general, just to play some of these teams. So St. Mary's yeah. and, and San Fran are, you know, they're top 50 teams for sure. So good game here. And yes, this is, these are two really good offenses, especially San Francisco. Hopefully they just do a bulk of the scoring here. And I have this closer to 135. So San Fran, Fresno state over 128, Utah state over 140 taking on BYU couple of uh, probably altitude teams. I'd have to think about where, where Logan is. I want to say for sure they are, but yes, a local, a Utah scuffle. This is mostly just based on a couple teams with plus uh, plus advantage offenses in my mind. Uh, BYU doesn't shoot the three that well, but both of them get to the line quite a bit as well. Dayton over 137, my Flyers taking on SMU. I have this, what did I have this game lined at? This is over 137.5. I have this in the 140s again. Like all these are just going to be based on, hey, I think these teams are better shooting teams than the market says. And it's one of those two where you have a very distinct uh, difference in pace. SMU is a fast-paced team. Dayton possessions last quite a bit longer. So hopefully we can get SMU to push the pace in this one. My final total is Kinesius. I'm still not 100% sure Did I'm it. saying that right. Is you it? Did. No, that was it. You got it. Between Jesus. between you and Mama Brinks, you guys have kind of <laughs> helped me out with some of the pronunciations for this we'll East, try, Coast, we'll East Coast, West Coast stuff. Kinesius under. And this is another one where, hey, oh, my God, this team is so fast-paced. Yeah, they're so fast-paced. And they're like 300th in the country in two-point percentage. And they don't get that – they don't get to the line that often. They don't shoot free throws all that well. They're not a good offense. They're taking on Northern Kentucky. I have this a little bit lower. I worry about Northern Kentucky getting too many offensive boards. But I wouldn't mind just 
I wouldn't mind just a Canisius uh, or a Northern Kentucky blowout. Blowouts can sometimes help the under if uh, we don't see a lot of shenanigans late in the game. And finally, aside, Utah Valley from Orem, Utah, taking on Southern Utah. All the Utah teams are getting together in the old Utah Jamboree here. And uh, the Thunderbirds, <laughs> the Thunderbirds is a great, great fucking mascot. Utah Valley's kind of a truck. And yeah, they haven't played a lot of teams, but they beat BYU the other time out. That was a week ago at this point, I believe. Weird stat about Utah Valley. They've played eight games. Four of them have gone to overtime. So if you're just using some raw stats as far as how teams score, you might have them. uh, They've played an extra half of basketball at this point. So um, I guess you get to know them a little better that way. We've, we've got a bigger sample of them, but I have them as a much better shooting team than the markets apparently does right now. And I'm taking them plus six and a half to close out the card. If I have any other sides, I'll tweet them out later on today. And of course, feature them on the Betsperts app. I love it. I love all these totals. You did. You snuck a spread in there for the people. The people yeah. love a spread. Like spread a stare. That's Our right. guy stirring that shit all up fired this up this morning. That's right. Oh, God. We definitely WTA. will talk about that. So we're Jeez. done. That's it. That's all we're the best. Well, we got there. Must be something else going on. There's done. You know what? I was thinking about the WTA 125,000 challenger over in Angers. We're ready. It's time. I mean, it's that's, time. Had a decent start to the week. Got Julia Grabber at big odds early. Our girl Stojanovic just kind of struggled yesterday and quit, luckily, for uh, most of us. I think that bet canceled just for about everybody. Hopefully it did as she retired. But we've got a couple more underdogs for this afternoon. Uh, the first one here, Jessica Ponchett, starts at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It's just another Christina Mildenovich fade, if I'm being perfectly honest. A lot of the same reasons I bet against her with Stojanovic. Went back through and looked at the match, and it really was more of Stojanovic playing poorly than Mildenovic playing well. Ponchett, a younger French player, has been playing the last couple weeks. You know, I start to look at their season in a whole, and it's one of those situations that's tough. Mildenovic generally plays uh, bigger um, WTA events, WTA-level events in general, whereas Ponchett is... A little bit more used to playing at this level and sometimes lower. So the difference in competition can be tough, but happy to take Poncha here again in a little better form. In general, looks like the better player to me this year at plus 150. I would have Ledenovich favor, but somewhere kind of in that minus 110, minus 120 range. So anything plus 140 or better looks fine to me on Poncha. And then another big number here, Isabella Shinikova. And be careful. I always try to spell this and say this as Shinikova because it just. It fits more into the names we're used to seeing. But Shinikova here, and this is one of your favorite angles, Andy. Qualified for the tournament, looked great in her first match. Goes up against Clara Burrell. Um, you know, had did play a first match, had to go three sets there. Went back and looked at that. Did not love the way that she was playing now. You know, got that match under her belt. Might play better here, but I don't think in any way, shape, or form deserving deserves to be such a large favorite here. I really struggled to get this even to two to one, less than the plus two fifty that's out there. There is even a little bit better number. So poke around, you might be able to do better there. I'd play this at plus two forty or better. So Pachet, that one starts at about one o'clock Eastern, so about an hour after we finish the show. And then Shinikova should be like four o'clock tomorrow morning at the earliest. Again, the order of play is not after tomorrow, but Shinikova's tomorrow. So some of it at noon, some in the middle of the morning. I gotcha. That's how things go in France. It sounds like that's probably early, like the, the first matches start around noon local. I want to yeah. say France is five, six hours ahead of me. 
something like that. So we got punch it around like noon, one o'clock based on where you are. And then there must be something else this afternoon to get us through to like basketball and stuff. Andy, can, can you think? I know. I, I said if I, if I swept the board, I was going to double down on the <laughs> afternoon matches. I didn't. One and one, although God, I, they're at about the 70th minute or somewhere around there. I, I, I realized I'm like, Holy shit, if this PSG match doesn't go over, I'm gonna lose my mind. There were two goals in like the first there were a fella had a brace under in the first 10 minutes, and then Messi tacked one on, I think. And then yeah, it took a it took another goal from the uh the other squad there, Brug, to get us over the three and a half, of course. Then Messi tacks another one on. City looked kind of bad. They gave up two goals. That one never really had a chance. Um today just kind of sticking to the totals. And no, I didn't do I didn't end up doing the young boys total i might get in on that one live i was nervous about saying this on a recorded broadcast but a little disappointed not to see young boys not to see the young boys here on the on the thing the young boys are i don't know if i love that the matchup for the total and again i'm not a great soccer handicapper but i did dig into the slate and again there's it is the final match day there are a lot of exciting things group g is super exciting anybody's game there's a of stuff going on in group g but atalanta villarreal is not i don't believe that's in group g i don't even know which group that is i did take the over three minus 15 in that i'm not sure we'll see lineups during the show yesterday we saw lineups during the show so then those bets i like the city line actually got steamed because of uh the lineup decisions that were uh released and obviously it didn't mean a hill of beans but the total got steamed too up to four in some spots so hopefully we see some positive clv at atlanta bergamo That's calcio funny. which is so the full funny. name is actually what group is that that is the that is one of the, oh that is group f so that's the one man man city or excuse me man united hasn't won the group but man they probably will villarreal needs a win here to catch them if man city were or excuse me man united the red devils were to not get any points there could be some sort of tiebreaker but uh they haven't scored a ton which makes me nervous but at atalanta has an equal goal uh what do you call it? Differential. They've scored 10, given up 10 in their first five matches. So hopefully we can find this three pretty easily here in a a match. And really Atalanta can be caught by young boys for the Europa spot. So a lot up in group F too. Group F is like group G light. And then my under is in Bayern Munich, a team I hate because I'm a Stuttgart <laughs> backer through and through. That's where the fans from guardian. Stuttgartian and uh, taking on Barcelona. I think it's actually a soft C. Barcelona. Barca. Barcelona under three and a half minus one oh five. These both start at three Eastern. So you have some time on these if you want to dig around and if you guys have any, you know, hot Champions League action, hit me with that too. I'd like to add a couple more. But this is one where Bayern has the group locked up. They have fifteen points. There's nobody that's going to catch them. They won all their matches. They're 19 and three in goal differential. I don't know what we're going to see from a lineup here. Barca needs the win. They need to stave off the Portuguese side that's right behind them. Who's taking on Kiev and probably gets a win. So if Benfica gets the three points, they would overtake Barcelona 
and Barcelona needs to push a little here. I'm not sure they're going to do it, though. Like, Bayern is tough defensively as well. So I, I think this total is a little too high. We're not going to see the Bayern, the attacking, you know, that we've seen throughout the, the tournament where they've needed to win a bunch. And, yeah, Lewandowski didn't, didn't win the balloon prize that they give to the soccer players, but he's still a very good player. That's uh. I don't that know. That was officially called. called the balloon prize. Oh, Dirty Sanchez and Stuttgart. Like, yeah, they're a bad team. I know Stuttgart sucks ass. They've been sent down uh, in my lifetime. It's not fun to be a uh, – it's like being a Jets backer. So other than that, yeah, Lewandowski, maybe he's pissed enough where he'll just walk off the pitch and they'll play with 10. Um, other than that, let's call it a day. Sign up and win bet. Support the sponsors. Hit the like button in the YouTube channel. Uh, leave a positive review if you listen to this as a podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Follow Betsperts. Download that app. Download the Do Fantasy it. Life app. Subscribe to 4 for 4 for your next fantasy season. All the stuff you should do to keep me going. And with that, we'll catch you tomorrow. <laughs>